What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Guys, are you stuck inside? Can't get to the store? Don't worry, Bespoke Post has you covered. From style and grooming gear to craftsman's tools to outdoor apparel, Bespoke Post has everything the guys need to get through these tough times. So here's how it works. Once you take their free online quiz, Bespoke Post will customize a monthly box of awesome to fit your needs with unique items like whiskey barrel aging kits, weekender bags, and outdoor hammocks that you won't find anywhere else. Once you approve your box, it ships directly to your house every month. There's no people, there's no stores, there's no hassle, and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. Best of all, you're going to get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code BLUEWIRE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. How can you forget that? Boxofawesome.com. Use the code BLUEWIRE. B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E for 20% off your first box. It's Chrysomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with the powerful questions. (laughs) Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Yes, and here we go again. Thanks for coming back for another audio adventure on the Chris Van Fleet Show. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online and Bespoke Post. And I know you just heard the ad for Bespoke Post, but their box of awesome really is so awesome. Oh, man. I can't say enough good things about them. And it's such an honor and a privilege that they're sponsoring the show. It's like a box of manliness delivered to you every single month. So good. Speaking of manliness, have you seen any of Will Ospreay's Instagram posts lately? The guy is getting huge. I mean, a lot of quarantine workout photos lately, and and why not? I mean, he's put on something like 30 pounds of muscle over the last two years. We talk about that, and, well, you saw the title. You saw the title of this interview. We talk about everything. We get to it all. And this interview is on another level. Nah? See what I did there? Will also told me during this interview that not only does he listen to the podcast, but he also left a review a few months ago. Think about that. If Will Ospreay can find the time to leave a review, I'm thinking you probably can too. Yeah, Will Ospreay left a review on Apple Podcasts. This is blowing my mind. And with Will's review, we're now up to almost 800 reviews, creeping ever so close to that goal of 1,000 reviews before the end of the year. And when you hear that Will Ospreay left a review and and you didn't, I'm sure that we'll be up to 1,000 by like next week because Will Ospreay left a review. All right, enough of that. But you know who else left a review? This is from Billy Boy Joe Boy. He says, one of the best wrestling podcasts. 
I always look forward to the podcast. Chris always asks great questions and doesn't shy away from the tough questions, but always handles them in a respectful way. This is definitely a podcast by a fan for fans. Thanks, Chris. Well, thank you, Billy uh, Billy Boy Joe Boy. And uh, it was such an honor and such a, this was just such a great chat with Will Ospreay. And this all began because last year, Someone tweeted at me and tweeted at Will and said, you know, you guys should do an interview. Before I could even respond, Will basically tweeted out, you know, thanks for the offer, but I always get misquoted when I do podcasts. So basically, thanks, but no thanks. And I said, sure, I completely respect that. And I have to respect that. That makes perfect sense. But then last week, Will sent me a message and said, hey, man, you, you still want to do an interview? And I was like, um, yeah, yeah, I absolutely want to do an interview. And I would argue that now is actually a better time to do an interview than if we did one, you know, towards the end of last year. I mean, he's already had two five-star matches in 2020. He had that Seth Rollins Twitter feud, Twitter beef, Twitter thing. And now CM Punk threw his name out there as someone who he'd possibly want to have a return match with. (laughs) So, and after talking with Will here, it sounds like that match with Punk could maybe possibly happen. Oh, man. How good would that be? The Tokyo Dome? Will Ospreay? CM Punk? (sighs) We also talk about his girlfriend, B Priestley, and since she's in AEW, we talk about whether Will would want to go there or even be able to go there. Also, if he has any interest in WWE. Just like in the ring, Will holds nothing back here And that's what makes him so, so good. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Will Ospreay. Well, Will Ospreay, it's great to, I guess, officially meet you, although I'm I'm sad that we haven't met in person. Yeah, dude, like, uh, so after we had that, like, exchange on Twitter, I was just like, "Ah, I don't like doing podcasts because, like, I always find a way to get in trouble. Because you're, like, kind of like the higher up in like the the podcasting community i guess of wrestling anyway like everything that i'd say like any minor little dl people would take it and then put it as a news thing but they wouldn't read the whole thing so it would be like i don't know like a clickbait thing and it's like people would just be like no he's a bad person because this i'm like no i'm nice really like like and it was literally just after i think i said something on an interview where i was kind of like uh, every top guy in WWE like comes from New Japan, and it, they d- really didn't. So I was just like, ah, oh, they all like they all right. got something here. And then I was like, oh, actually, no one in the top position in WWE like came from New Japan. I was like, oh, Cena, Reigns, all those guys. I was like, <laughs> none of them actually came from New Japan. So no, sorry, my bad. Like, but everyone was like, no, you're wrong. Like, well, you know, there's going to be moments from this interview that people are going to just make headlines out of too. Oh, I'm sorry, in advance. Well, yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> I hope that can be the interview. That can be the headline. Sorry in advance. And there it is. Well, that's what we'll title this interview. Sorry in advance. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say, though, that since doing that last interview, are you more careful with what you say or do you just, just not do as many interviews? Just, uh, yeah, I don't really do many interviews. I did one like last week, but I just, I don't know. I'm just very, I, I, I actually generally care what people think of me. Like, I, I hate, I hate this idea that people think I'm horrible because of things that I have said before. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what? That's a stupid thing to say. I shouldn't have said it. Uh, I'll learn from it. And I hate this world where we can't learn from our mistakes and stuff like that. So 
I'm trying my best to just be like very careful what I say, but in the same sense, if you ask me about my opinion, it's only my opinion. It doesn't really matter. Like no one's opinions matter in wrestling in, in a weird way. It's just like, you know, just enjoy the show, enjoy the product, enjoy what we do. But we're living in a very interesting time in wrestling right now where people find it difficult to separate Will Ospreay the character and Will Ospreay the person. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. I can't comment other than that. <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. So it's like, if you're saying this now, is that like, you know, is, is that reflective of who you are as a performer or who you are as a person? And I think people like really blur those lines a lot. I think so as well. But because like we're so independent where stuff like, uh, what, like how you see me in the ring cutting a microphone is a different person to see who is selling t-shirts at the merchandise stand when I'm doing like, independence or something like that but it's just like i don't know like because the, the will osprey is a bigger hyped up version than me like i don't really have a character i have a persona and i have a certain like charisma about me but it's just like it's just amped up in the reality of things like i'm a dumbass like do you know what I, mean? <laughs> I, well, I think it's nice to see that during the quarantine that you have continued to somehow put on more mass and get even bigger i don't know how you're doing this I just got weights in the, like, I was meant to be selling a lot of them, but, like, so when New Japan cancelled the New Japan Cup, like, obviously, I was training constantly, like, every mm. single day, like, training, even, like, when there are no gyms around in these weird Japan, Japan uh, country towns that we was doing. And uh, it got to the point where when New Japan cancelled the Cup, I messaged B, I was like, do you want to go home, like, finally have some holiday time in our, like, this is uh, in my house in England. I've never actually spent any real time here. So it's quite nice to just be like, let's meet up. And we didn't think we was going to get locked in because like, we, we've survived the swine flu, we've survived bird flu, Ebola, all of it. And then this one was just like, I think we kind of underestimated this one. So we we're actually locked in. And I had like weights and a barbell and a squat rack. But when we landed and we done the Wrestle Talk show, uh, which was in front the of- No the Fans Monday? Yeah. Sunday yeah. thing. I just said to me, I was like, instead of relaxing today, I think we should just look on eBay and just get as much weights as possible, disinfect them, just because I think we're going to enter a lockdown. And oh, like, wow. then by Friday, it was locked down. So, like, yeah. my initiative to this be, wow, that's a big word for me, actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you go. So, I just kind of used my head and I was just like, the gyms are going to get closed for sure. Like, restaurants and pubs maybe like i don't know maybe they'll just limit people coming in and then obviously by friday it was just like yeah everything's locked down i was like thank god i've got the equipment yeah and it happened quickly like and i'm sure that you've had a whole bunch of bookings that were supposed to happen both at the end of last month and this month i mean we had the new japan cup and i was still hopeful that ria goku was going to happen which was 31st of march and uh i was like yeah we'll be fine 29th i'll land I get 30th to recover, 31st is the show, then we're back to normal. But I just like, when I was in England, I was kind of like, oh, like OTT's running a show, I'll just show up. Like this person's running a show, I'll just show up. And when I landed, I think I just saw, oh no, when I was getting on the plane, sorry, everyone was just canceling their shows. Right. So on the plane, I got uh, in contact with people because I put up one of my old backyard matches. I was just like, yeah, we used to, used to wrestle in front of no one all the time. Like this is wrestling in front of no one and to put it live. And like people enjoy it and then but like obviously i know indie guys work for like a payday and sure. so it's kind of like 
I've got an idea. Like, why don't we put up like a live stream, wrestle in front of no one, and if people can donate, then we'll split it between all the wrestlers. Number one was like, I don't know how to live stream at all. I don't know anything about this. Once again, dumbass. So then I got in contact with uh, WrestleTalk, and they were so good on how they was able to do that. I messaged you guys and was just like, hey, basically you're wrestling for free. If we get donations, we're just going to split it. And everyone just jumped at it. And it was like, I want to be part of it. And then obviously I put a tweet out and people were like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And then it was just, it was a really fun show. And like, it was so different because, uh, you know, you're like going down for your music and then you pile out and you're like, oh, yeah. God, like, so that was, Did- a, that was an experience to actually wrestle in front of no one. It was a great match. You and B put on an incredible match. She's good, but she just doesn't get the credit. Like she did, like she don't get like enough credit where credit's due. She's real good. It's just I don't know. Like sometimes you can't do like you can't. Uh, I think when people do intergender matches, they naturally just assume just like oh, there's gonna be reverse runners and stuff like that. And it's just like B doesn't do that when she faces girls anyway. So why would she do it against me? Right. Uh, I kind of I like to. I don't mind gender wrestling at all. In fact, I'm very much for it. But I like it with a story and a purpose. And I don't like people changing what they do if they would wrestle a girl just because they're wrestling a guy. That's just my only thing. I mean, you you went all out. I mean, was there not a part of you that went, maybe I should just be like 90%. It's my girlfriend. Nah, just... She, <laughs> I just... She, like, we, we fuck about all this. I'm sorry, I'm allowed to swear, aren't I? Yeah, of course. The internet. All right, the fuck's the bad one normally. But like... We fuck about all the time in the house. Like every now and again, we'll just like stare at each other. And then I'll just be, she'll say something like mean or like just boot me in the face. Go, oh, yeah, and just chop her. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> and then we just like start like brawling in the living room, just trying to put each other in submission. So I was just like, if you want to do this, just know like at one point, I've got to chop you. And she was like, yeah, I'm fine with that. So I was just like, oh, God, I've got meaty hands. Like, so as I just done the, the old quad kick and she stood up and went, Sorry. <laughs> it was nice of her to let you win, though. Huh? It was nice of her to let you win the match. <laughs> but was that was that a discussion when you were like, all right, we're going to do this. Who, who should go over in this? Uh, I said to her, I think you go over, just because it's like, uh, like, it'll be a nice happy ending for everybody. And just like, yeah, she won, but she outright refused to win because she was just like in a real fight situation you probably would win so and she's very much along the lines of keeping wrestling legitimate in Mm -hmm. in some respects because we all know like it is just along the lines of it is a it's a over-the-top pantomime it is a cooperative production uh it's it's a story but she's just more or less along the lines can we just keep it as real as possible because in a real situation you would beat me and i was like oh well i think you still give me a run for your money like it only takes a submission or a sleeper or something like that, and I'm out cold. But if you're so willing to put me over, kid, thank you very much. <laughs> so in us talking about you getting bigger, how much, like it, right now, how much do you weigh? 102 kilos. Yeah, man, I got to do the conversion here. Uh, 225, I think it is. Okay. You're... And everyone, everyone in the comments is going to be like, actually, it's 224 yeah. pounds. Will's wrong about his own <laughs> There it is. So that, that officially makes you a heavyweight. Yep. So uh, that was the one thing. Is just, uh, I had an idea ages ago um, about uh, – so I started putting on a little bit more weight after Wrestle Kingdom 12, 
and I had an idea that I pitched to Progress, uh, and they they didn't go along with it, and I was going, oh whatever, I, I don't care, and would, uh, but it was like they had the Atlas title at the time, and the only way it's a super heavyweight title, so you have to be over ninety three kilos, and at the time I was eighty five, and I was like, I think I can make that, like I've got the right height, I'm six foot, I'm sure I could do it. But they just didn't do it. But then instead, I was like, instead of focusing on putting that towards progress, maybe I should just start doing it anyway, just to see if there are any benefits. Because like everyone's known, I've always had neck problems. I've always like had this like real just body pain. <laughs> like sure. So then I was just like, uh, maybe I'm just gonna do it anyway to protect my body. And within like a month, or maybe even like a month and a half, I shot up to like ninety kilos. So wow. I'd like five with like just eating just not not like good stuff just pizza and this and <laughs> that sounds amazing it, it, and i was just like oh i must just have really good metabolism maybe i think that's the right word i just must have a good metabolism so i just kept lifting and then every now and again like people would just be like are you on the gas so i was like no like I, like i wouldn't even know start like with stuff like that so i've just been eating and everyone was like wow you're putting on a lot of size and then i think it was from that point I think it was like coming towards October time, uh, I broke my ribs. Like mm. 2018, I broke my ribs. And I think that's because my body put on so much mass. And then finally I did something where like, I do it blindfolded, do it all the time, but my body kind of wasn't prepared enough to do it. So my body kind of concaved in on itself. Mm. So that's when I was kind of like, okay, I need to start moving a little bit different. I need to start doing things a little different. But then I think the bookers just saw in New Japan saw that I was really trying hard to put on weight. So then they started like edging me towards like the heavyweight, like, uh, that open weight title, like the you can go either either or way. Yeah. Uh, after I did like a good job with that, and I had a really great match with Jeff Cobb at Madison Square Garden, and uh, when I won the title against the Bushi, I think they kind of saw that and went, maybe we start edging him towards the heavyweight. So that year I did the New Japan Cup, I did the junior division, uh, the best super juniors. I did the G1 and I'd done the J Cup and I'd done the Junior Tag League. So I was the first guy to do all of those tournaments in one calendar year. Wow. So I think that was the, I think G1 was the moment they went, all right, let's put him in the heavyweight division. Is there anything you can't do now that you could have done 20 kilos ago? I can't twist anymore. Like I used to be able to do the old um, the standing corkscrew moves. Yeah, oh, you just posted this on Instagram. Dude, like, because I, I said to B, I was like, I haven't actually done a backflip in like, a month now so i just want to do and i've done the standing one easy no problem i was like i'm just gonna try a twist because like i haven't done this one in ages and as i done it i landed i was like oh god no too fat can't do it anymore. <laughs> but, you don't think that there's a you know if you work on it if you practice it if you maybe take off in a different way it's possible i mean maybe probably but just i think it's just right now like the, the weight majority is like here so like that's where like this i needed that like when i was skinnier like, obviously, my body could fold in that way, but I think it's kind of stopping now. So, I mean, I think I still can do, like, a corkscrew splash, but okay. I think that's out the window now. So, Does this mean you are no longer a junior heavyweight? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm out of the junior division now. I'm actually officially in the heavyweight class. Oh, so it's official now. Okay. Yep. But but if so much of what makes Will Ospreay, Will Ospreay is, you know, these twists and these flips, does that mean we're going to start to see a different version of you? I mean, we started to see it uh, in the beginning of 2019 because I like 
there's a very controversial uh, clip that went around when I introduced, well, I didn't introduce, but I brought back the old hidden blade and I did it to Ibushi and he was concussed. And obviously, like a lot of people were kind of like, we'll really like fuck him up. I was just kind of like, yeah, but I think a lot of people have kind of assumed like just because I do the tricks and the twists, I can't get dirty with guys and I can't throw certain strikes. So it was just one of those things where I think I finally realized that I, I, I can throw. So from that point, I've kind of like evolved the style a little bit more, a little bit more. Still kept the same speed, still kept the same kicks and the tricks and stuff like that. But I've got a little bit more nitty nitty-gritty now so when do you think that you like really started to come into who you are now as a wrestler i it's hard because it was kind of like a development change like after kenny the bucks and cody left uh, it was a kind of position where i was like well there is a huge gap now where it was just like that style because like jay Jay White can't do that style and Juice can't do that style. And like I could, but I was still a junior at that time. So I think it was just along the lines, I just need to keep doing what I'm doing, keep doing that. But like, as I face different people, I'm going to change to who I'm wrestling against. Hmm. So it definitely was at the start of 2019 that I started to find my foot in a little bit and started to connect with the Japanese audience a little bit more because uh, after the Super Juniors, uh, the final with their match with Shingo, I announced to everyone that I was moving to Japan. It was a decision that me and my partner both made because we feel like if we committed 110% of our uh, commitment to New Japan and stardom, that we'd probably reap the benefits. And obviously, of course, it happened. We won the uh, red belt tile, which is the highest that you can get in stardom. And uh, I was kind of like the ace of the junior division. Uh, and we're still there. We're still we're still very, very happy. It's, a, it's definitely a, a cult shock to the... The old system it's definitely like a little bit weirder and i've i was able to put on that last amount of weight coming back to england like i was at 97 in japan but that last like as soon as i came to england it was like, bam straight to 100 so man and it's it's just dieting and lifting heavy is is as simple it's, as that it is just as simple as that it was just um my macro count is a little bit higher now because uh i at first it was like 300 protein 300 carbs like 80 fat so but now oh, wow. it's like, okay like 90 fat 400 carbs 300 protein now so like as long as i can stick inside that margin like sometimes i go low on the carbs just because like my, my like i feel so sluggish sometimes <laughs> but like i've really tried my best to stick to it and this it's been the hardest commitment i've ever done in my life but i'm really seeing the benefits now and i'm just very happy i get so motivated lifting you it must be constant eating though yeah like after this is done i'm about to cook some food jeez wow well you talk about 2019 really coming into your own but i feel like in the public perception that match with ricochet is really what kind of like allowed people to you know kind of realize what you were about and what you were capable of doing yeah i mean if you didn't know uh, about me uh, i guess that was the the best way to introduce like the first chapter in my new japan story just because i think me and ricochet were like mirror images of one another and uh it was kind of like you've met your match in a weird way it was just that's the the way i always see it and uh i think that's the best way to introduce because it was just if you're going to put ricochet and will osprey in a ring together that's the type of match you want to see but like i uh, the the backlash was the main thing just because i didn't think there was anything wrong with it Personally, I was just like, this is what we just do on the indies. Sure. Uh, 
because it was on such a large scale, uh, like we've never done it on this scale before. I think everyone had an opinion on it. It was like, it was a conversation that needed to be had. And this was the right match to start that conversation, I guess. Uh, and I took a, uh, a bunch of things that what people did say about it. And I was kind of like, they are right to an extent, but I didn't, uh, I, I didn't kind of grasp it until, uh, like changing my stuff up until I wrestled Shibata really. Cause I wrestled Rickshaw and I just wrestled that same match, like not same, but like same style. Yeah. Uh, like for the super juniors for everything, even on the independence. And it was when we got in the ring with Shibata. And he was just like, I was like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do this. And he was like, no. I was like, oh, no. I was so scared of it. I was like, oh, God, he's going to beat me up. And, uh, dude, so giving, such a cool guy to get in the ring with. And just like, you know, there's a quote from a, a film I like called Green Street. And it, yeah, I think it's something like you take a few punches and realize you're not made of glass. Mm. And so I think that was kind of a thing that snapped in my head and went, oh, okay. Like, I think that's an interesting uh, realization. It's also like very self-aware of you to go, man, some of this criticism might actually be true because there's a lot of people that go, no, that's the way I am and too bad. I'm going to keep wrestling like this. I mean, yeah. Like, and at first I was like that because I remember when Vader did say something about it, instead of being just like, oh, thank you for the feedback, sir. I was kind of like, oh, thanks for the share. Like, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the retweet, mate. But uh, I think it was just one of those things like, at first, I was very defiant against it because I was just kind of like, no, like, you're telling me that I'm wrong and this and that. But as, as time kind of went on, I was kind of like, okay, well, they do have a point. I remember Marty telling me something ages ago now that I've just said it. And he, like when we went to do Ricochet versus Osprey 2 at the Super Juniors, they were like, the fans would go crazy if you just wrestled each other for five minutes. And mm. I was like, oh, yeah, to be fair, he's right. And then it's from that, that realization of like wrestling Shibata and doing that match with Ricochet on the, the second one, a lot of people were just like, oh, they can wrestle. Like, they can. It's just this one time they wanted to do what they're known for. Are your nails always painted, by the way? No. So, um, is it? I, I would love to say this is a cute story, but like... I, well, to, I can't wait to hear it now. <laughs> he doesn't want to be no, labeled as cute at all. But like, uh, was walking around in our shopping center and uh, I went to her, do you want to get your nails painted at all? And she was like, no. And she went all shy and head down. I went, what's the matter? And she was like, all right, be honest with you. I've never had any friends to go get my nails painted with me. And I, I oh, I'll do it. Go on then. This is the first time I've ever had my nails painted. So oh, well, yeah. Proper like manicure, they painted my nails. You look, It looks beautiful, Will. Very nice. But the one thing I will say is I have a whole new respect for women now. Have you ever had your... Uh, eyebrows um, threaded. No, no. Should I? I think it should because my eyebrows are better, but it's the <laughs> worst pain I've ever felt. It's the worst. <laughs> they get like this thin thread and they're like, this on your eyebrows. You're like, ha. This is coming from a man who, who takes chops and wrestles for a living. I don't feel anything here anymore, man. Like after, like after 10, this is, there's not much there now. I mean, every now and again, I feel it, but there's not much feeling here. But this, I've never had these touches. These are like slugs. <laughs> Just ripping them out. I was like, oh, a whole new respect for women. So you and B had a spa day is what you're trying to say. No, it was just in a shopping center. If you want to get a nail But you did the nails and the eyebrows. I mean, yeah, that's a spa day, I feel like. It's torture. 
Not spa day, it's relaxing. Get massage, get art stones put on your back. This mm. is torture method. <laughs> I know from my girlfriend that uh, that nail polishes have these like crazy names. Do you know the name of the one you have? No, I don't know. <laughs> off now like oh. <laughs> you look like jimmy havoc now oh yeah well to be fair as soon as he saw it jimmy messaged me just going i'm so proud of you <laughs> i had uh, i had him on the show about six months ago eight months ago I listened. and he was, he was talking about how uh how his work with you uh i think really helped him get on a different level as well i appreciate that because i i didn't once again like when jimmy uh suggested to progress to do this angle when they listened to jimmy about to do stuff uh they kind of like jimmy kind of instructed me how to follow a story and how to because at the time i was just a kid that could flip i didn't know how to tell a story like so jimmy really uh took me under his wing in a very violent manner but like jimmy <laughs> jimmy was so good and uh he took a lot of time with me and he was very happy with the outcome of that match and then to have it come full circle because the one I'm most proud of is the last one we had at Progress just because I was like, I said to him, I was, I was like, I want to do the longest match in Progress. And he was like, and you're the only guy I can do it with because there's so much backed up history. So then to be able to do that and we just told this incredible story from uh, that Progress show. I think, I want to say it was chapter 57, like, but... That was one of my favorite matches because the the story between us has always been Batman versus Joker. Mm. But then towards the end, you can't tell which is which anymore. Mm. So that's kind of the thing I like about it. I feel like Jimmy's so underrated. People don't realize that he's actually a great wrestler, not just a deathmatch guy. Yeah, he's fantastic, dude. Like all of his stuff, like, and he knows how to condone himself in front of a crowd. And just like, I love the new look that he's got going on in AEW now. Just like, looks like this cool vampire. It looks sick. Well, maybe you should go have another match with him in AEW. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I would love it to happen. Like, I would love for there to be something in the pipeline, but there, there isn't, unfortunately. This is nothing. Well, I, you know, I, I guess that people look at it from the outside and go, if Chris Jericho and John Moxley can do stuff in New Japan, why can't the reverse happen? Why can't you come and do a couple of shows with AEW? I, I don't know. I think the main reason is like we're kind of in bed with Ring of Honor right now. And uh, I think that's, I think New Japan has a, a very big loyalty to the guys. Because once again, like people need to remember New Japan at one point were going to file for bankruptcy. And like they stayed loyal to the guys and they was able to bring it back up. So then when Ring of Honor wasn't doing its best and was on the down, like New Japan won't even like there were times when i think it was questionable maybe like I don't, I don't really know but like new japan have still been like oh no we'll help out every now and again we'll still use some of your guys to like put them on the show hopefully it'll increase their value a little bit like guys like jeff cobb for example uh but i i don't know i just think it's the way i always see it is do we really need each other i think from fans perspective there are a lot of dream matches like sure we could probably we could probably book like a nine match dream card right now just sitting here but i think it's more or less of like aw and i'm saying like i love everything what aw is doing i think it's fantastic uh it's fine like it's doing everything great mm -hmm. new japan is doing everything great mm -hmm. we don't really need each other like we don't really like there's nothing that can 
benefit either group. I, I don't really know. Maybe we could argue that like New Japan on TNT would probably help out a little bit. But I just think there's just I, there's just something there, and I think like for me personally, I want I want it to happen, but like I'm not like oh, it must happen. Like, it's, yeah, it's, well, it's, I, I think that I think that unfortunately, there's a lot of fans that live in America that have never watched a New Japan show before. And I think that they're aware of who you are. They've maybe seen some clips or some matches of yours on YouTube, but they've never seen a full New Japan show. And I think that for them, it's like, come over to America and you'll, you know, have even more eyeballs on you. I mean, we're doing our best. I mean, the situation now is a little bit weird, but like we're doing our best now where it's they're definitely trying to branch out to do the New Japan of America. Uh, so like, it's just time will tell if that like, I mean, we got Madison Square Garden coming up as well on August the 22nd. So there, there are things that New Japan are trying to do to push, push that margin a little bit more, but we're just doing it more individually now. Like years ago, we would obviously rely on Ring of Honor to help us out. But now it's just kind of along the lines of like, we want to do this on our own. You know, like I still think Ring of Honor are there, but it's just, I think it's more or less, we want New Japan to be its own product. And yeah. I believe in the product and I love everything about New Japan and what it stands for as pro wrestling. Uh, where it goes, that's not up to me. That's kind of like down to the guys in the office. But I think we're doing our best now to give New Japan, uh, uh, sorry, American fans more New Japan. But as, in terms of AEW, I just think they're doing fantastic. They're literally, like, I'm one of the biggest fans sitting over here. Like, every time I get to watch Jericho or Moxley or like the Bucks and Kenny, they're all my friends. That's mm -hmm. They're all my mates. So like I'm supporting from the sidelines. Of course I am. Like just like they are with us. But I think it's just one of those things where you guys do your thing. We'll do our thing. I'm sure one day we're going to cross over. Well, you've been so loyal to New Japan. It's I mean, it's obviously worked really well for you. It's worked well for them. What is it about them that makes you want to continue to grow there? In New Japan? Yeah. It's just because... I don't think there is anything I like more because the stories in America compared to the stories in Japan are a completely different thing where like American storylines are like, I don't know, you kissed my girlfriend and now I'm mad. Or like, I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> that like, sounds about right. Kind of like more of a soap opera when the stories in Japan are more focused on the championship and how I can become the, like the best. And it's like rankings in a weird way and like divisions. And it's more along the lines of like mixed martial arts, but like, I, I, I like that story more where it's just like, you have a guy and he goes through the tournament, goes through the tournament, then he gets knocked down. Then next year he comes back yeah. a little bit more and then finally when he wins the big title, it kind of, it's like, it's almost like a crowning moment. So you followed this guy like Naito, for example, when he won the, the double dash. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it was, just, everyone thought Naito was winning in, the singles title match they had with Okada. We all thought it was going to happen. And it was like one, two, three, and Naito lost. We was like, oh, that's him done. Like, built him all the way up. Boom, see you later. But now yeah. this is final crowning moment where it all come together. And to listen to that reaction, we was like, whoa, this was insane. Yeah. So yeah. I, I like that story more than just the old, like, I don't know. But like, once again, I just love what AEW is doing. Like, it's just everything they're doing is what I loved about pro wrestling when I was growing up. It was just like, there are characters, there are stories, and there is great wrestling. And B seems, you know, I, I actually met her when I was there at AEW. She seems to be doing great there. 
Oh, did you? She hadn't said anything, but like yeah, it was at the the first the first show actually on TNT. I was uh, I did a, a spot there, and she was there. Oh wow! Oh, I, she hasn't. So I met her, and I haven't met you. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I just I get very nervous around people. I'm real sorry, man. I, I just I I get so like I don't like because when it is my opinion, I can only say my opinion is how I view things, and then sure. if someone's like. No, he said this once. I think a lot of people just be like, and I'm like, sorry, like, uh, I'm trying yeah. to right now. Like, well, you put it out into the universe a few weeks ago. You basically told CM Punk to save the date. Is that just, you know, do, do you think that this is something that could actually happen? It can happen. It can. And the only person that can make it happen is him. That's the thing. So the thing is, is, uh, we live in this world of possibility and like anything is possible and the whole never say never like whenever someone goes will are you ever going to go to wwe like my natural reaction is to go no but like the reality is it's like never say never but mm. like punk i didn't really consider this a possibility at all because like the way he would talk in the colt cabana interview he was done with wrestling mm. he hated wrestling and when he showed up in the ufc he was like all right so this is him just pretty much done with wrestling right it was only when I saw that interview, because my phone just went off on a random day. I don't know what I was doing this day. My phone just started going off. And when Punk did that interview and he said, like, I, I would listen to your idea if it was Cena, Mysterio, Brian, or Will Ospreay. And I was just like, dude, those three are like like legends, right? That's like Those yeah. three are like the cream of the crop stars. So no, no matter what you say about my confidence in ability or whatever like they're there i'm hit i'm not even on the screen like i'm down here like <laughs> somewhere down here above my foot so like in that retrospect i was kind of like why me and then i do sit there every now and again i was like i i don't get it like he's got he's got seen if he's coming back he's going wwe but then like i always remember that promo where he sat cross-legged and he was like Maybe when I'm done here, I'll go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe I'll go to Ring of Honor. Yeah. And I was like, so he does watch. And that was back in 2012, 11? 2011, yeah, the pipe bomb. Yeah, that was then. Like, this is now. He's still watching because I wasn't about in 2011. <laughs> so he's still watching now. So it just makes me go like, okay, like, I know I don't know how films work. I've done one film with Greg Burridge, like, ages ago where it was, like, a budget film. I don't know how films work, but I'm pretty sure if he was like, hey, I want to do one more match. I know we're filming, but it's January the 4th. I'm giving you plenty of notice. Yeah. Can this happen? Yeah. And I don't know how it works. Maybe they'll be like, no, we don't want you to get hurt. All right. Okay, whatever. But like the only person that can make this happen is him. If he says to his agent or whoever manages him, maybe he manages himself. And he's like, call New Japan's office. And they start talking, blah, 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 blah. January the 4th, can it happen? Can CM Punk versus Will Ospreay happen? He's the only person that can make it happen. He's the one that's got to pick up the phone. And well, the, in the interesting thing about this is of those four people that he listed off, he's already wrestled three of the four. Yeah, and I don't know why me. Like, I mean... I well, I think we all know why you... No, no, I, but the thing is, is I don't because I'm not a WWE guy. I'm not like, I haven't been seen in America, like, like maybe like a handful of times. Like, you know, I've done PWG, Evolve, a couple high spot shows, 
and obviously the New Japan shows in America and Ring of Honor, right? And I know that's like a big list, but like to the local American wrestling fan, I'm a no one. Like, I, like, so I think for him to say that, he's clearly interested in Japan. Like, I don't think he's ever wrestled in Japan. I'm not too sure. Maybe he has, but I don't think he has. This is another reason to make this happen. But that's the reason. And I think like, there is no bigger stage for this to happen. Like, especially right now, we need to take our minds off of something because the world is about to end in my mind. The world right. is... <laughs> okay. If there is something that can take our minds off of something and something to get us excited about something, because I think, and I think you think this, and I think we all think this, once we get the all, the all clear, hey, everyone can go back to work, everyone can go attend wrestling shows, there's still going to be a few people a little bit like nervous about traveling. Oh, yeah. Nervous being in like arenas again if there is something to make people go like, oh i'm gonna risk my life it's cm punk versus will osprey <laughs> we need to make this happen well in the tokyo dome of all places to do it and the thing is the outside of realm of possibility i wouldn't think this until chris jericho showed up in new japan once he showed up i went we can do whatever we want this is yeah. pro wrestling like the only way this can get bigger is if punk comes to the tokyo dome and i know like i know new japan will want it i want it and everyone in wrestling wants it i just want punk to want it he said he's willing to listen i have ideas well somebody needs to connect you guys i'm talking to him on instagram that's it okay then then you're already connected perfect yeah. so i just we just need to have like maybe when this is over maybe that when the covid 19 is done then maybe we can just sit down and we can just talk because like i just i i know because like i'm a passionate guy about wrestling i love wrestling so much and like i know the guy got his heart broken by wwe he was like I, he said in that interview i don't want to talk about wrestling i've got nothing nice to say about wrestling the one thing i'm really good at is just making people love this like i i'm really so passionate about it and i can just be like dude like this this means the world to me, like everything. Yeah. I wouldn't have this house if it wasn't for wrestling. I wouldn't be able to reach out and face so many guys that now I consider friends and just the people that I've met and just the people's lives that I've touched. And I'm just like, dude, we have the power to like change someone's life from just saying, all right, it's happening. Punk versus Osprey. If there it. was anybody that's going to make CM Punk have a wrestling match again, it's you. I hope so. I really, really do. Just because that, I faced Mysterio, and that was the most life-touching thing in my like ever. I faced AJ Styles, who is the sole person that got me into wrestling. I faced Amazing Red, who I brought out of retirement. Like that was like that was the coolest thing in the world to me. I could bring Punk out of retirement. I want to hit pause for just a second to thank our sponsor, Bet Online. And with currently no NHL, NBA, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you would be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker to blackjack, they are bringing Vegas to you. Are you missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. 
You can also still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. It's all open 24 hours a day, and it's all online. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online. It's your online wagering solution. So did you reach out to him on Instagram or did he reach out? No way. What did he say? Uh, well, to be honest, he said, do push-ups. This is this quarantine thing. And he tagged me in it. I was just like, I've never like really spoken to you before. Oh, the push-up challenge. Yeah. So then okay. I him and then he like just started messaging me and now we're talking. I was just like, okay, so what's going on here? Like, this like, is going to happen. Like, we've never spoken to each other. Never met, never done anything. Well, not yet. Not yet, but I can only hope one day I'm just like celebrating and I'm having a good day. I was like, oh, looking around this beautiful arena, nothing bad can happen. And then all of a sudden, like, look in my eyes. What do you see? I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I can only hope that happens one day. But Well, I think you and me both. Until then, I'm just going to put it out there. There's not been one thing said. There's not been him contacting my office. There's not been my own office contacting his office. There is nothing said. There is nothing in the pipe work. But if I can make it happen, I will bend over backwards and fold myself in half to make it happen. Oh, I hope so. Man, I hope so. I love that you uh, listed off AJ Styles as a match that obviously meant a lot to you. I know that the match with Daniels and Samoa Joe and AJ is a match that you know really got you into wrestling. Did you know that's you know that's the only five star match in the history of TNA wrestling? Oh yeah, uh, to be fair, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like, really? Well, yeah, but like AJ and Daniels had an Iron Man match. I thought would have for sure been a a five star match. Well, to be honest, like I, I started to fall off the TNA bandwagon one like when Hogan and all that all those guys came in. Not just because like, I it was just I don't know just. I, I never was the biggest WCW guy. Like, I love the cruiserweights and, like, I like the alternativeness, but I was kind of like, this is about the new generation. And now these guys coming out, I'm just like, oh, I don't really, like, I've not got a good vibe about this. So I kind of fell off wrestling and then started watching Dragon Gate, where I'm just like, this is insane. But, like, I, I just always remember as a kid, this channel flicking and just seeing this six sided ring. Yeah. And I was oh, wow, this is mental. And then AJ Styles coming out with his red hood and the sparklers coming down. I was like, this guy looks sick. It was just that moment. I just remember it so clearly. 14-year-old Will, I think. Springboards, shooting star press. And I just literally went, I want to be a pro wrestler. That was the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Googling schools. Like, dude, AJ's the one. But I don't really remember that many. Like, I know Joe and Daniels when they first came. Uh, not, not Joe, sorry, Joe and Angle, sorry. Uh, so there were, there's a load of matches. There are, but it's just like. But it was also that stretch of like 05 to 08 when the X Division was really hot. Yeah. And that's the thing. I love the X Division. Like Pete Williams, Saban, Motor City Machine Guns were the best tag team oh, yeah. ever. Like, yeah. And I loved it when the Dudleys came in. I loved it when Christian came in, when Angle came in. But then afterwards, I was kind of just like, all right, enough now. Let's like. I want AJ back or like yeah, yeah. put Peter Williams in the main event. Like I loved him. Bobby Roode as well. Like I love those guys. And I love that generation of guys. But after a while, I was just kind of like, mm, come on. <laughs> like, when you saw uh, AJ do that 
um, shooting star, that um, springboard shooting star, did you go, I have the capability to do that? Like, do you have an athletic a acrobatic background? Yeah, well, athletic background, I had a trampoline in my back garden. And, uh, <laughs> that's that's all it takes. That's worse. every kid's first wrestling ring. I just put the trampoline against, uh, so my house with my mom and dad's, I had like a swimming pool and it had a ledge on top. And then I just butted the trampoline next to the swimming pool. I just used to do moonsaults off it. And then I'd watch Billy Kidman do like a shooting star press on WCW. I'd go, okay, rewind. And like, I'm just real weirdest, like mathematic equations all come up and I'm just staring. I'm like, okay, feet together, arms here, throw back. And I was like, mm. I think I could do my shooting star press better than Billy Kidman. So then I would go to like, like 11 year old Will would just sit here and just be like, okay, shit, shit. Oh, I got it. So he was just doing it over and over again. And then when I finally got into the ring, I already know how to do it. Like, I was, if I could do it on a swimming pool ledge, I can do it on a top rope. But sometimes you think you can do it into a swimming pool and then you get into a wrestling ring and your trainer goes, "What? that's not how it's done. No, I just, it was just like, oh, when did you learn that? Oh, oh, I did, oh wow. Back garden. Like, I, I already know how to do with flips. It was wrestling. I sucked at wrestling. <laughs> you had said in the Cole Cabana podcast that you want to – you think that someone might be able to do a double shooting star. Do you yeah. think it could be you? No, I'm too fat now. I'm way <laughs> too fat now. But like, I'm, I'm waiting for that day. Like, so this is actually a story. Like, do you know Andrew Everett? No. Andrew Everett uh, does a TNA and... Uh, oh, wait, yes, I do. I, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah. And uh, I took him to a trampoline park once when he came over to England. And there was this high-ass, like, balcony like or done at just a podium and like a big airbag and he did the double shooting star press like he but like he came down hard on his head oh. so i was like it is possible <laughs> so, well, then did you go back up after it and go no, i'll show you how it's done after, after i saw him on his head i went nope <laughs> <laughs> like i don't like doubles i can twist easy but i don't like doubles like i when i used to do 630 like it was ages ago, but then after a while, as I started getting heavier, I was like, this is getting harder and harder to do. I'm just, I'm cutting it before I land on my noggin again. But uh, it's probably a smarter move for like the longevity of your career, too. Yeah. Now I just biff guys as hard as I can. And now it's not me getting my career short, it's them. Yeah. That, that, that's a great exchange. <laughs> a much better way to, that's exactly it. Jeez. What what ended up coming out of this exchange you had with uh, Seth Rollins? He apologized. I won. Yeah. <laughs> You're the Twitter champion now. Yeah, I went from being the worst guy on Twitter and like, I was probably still there maybe, but like, at least I'm not the worst guy on Twitter anymore. It's, yeah, I did it. I escaped that realm. <laughs> yeah, his, uh, his apology was very, um, it sounded very thought out and it sounded very, uh sincere I perhaps i mean i heard rumors like once again these are only rumors but i've heard rumors that like paul Heyman told him to apologize because me and paul Heyman's a, a big supporter of mine and once again paul Heyman's paul Heyman. like you know what i mean of course but, like, I, heard, I heard that he told seth to apologize so like i i don't know if that's true or not but like there's kind of rumors going around backstage and like i've got guys who are friends with seth rollins in new japan who have told me this so i'm like i don't know if that's true but like it, it sounds about right. I, I, I just don't know. I've never met Seth at all, like ever. But like, I've always been a fan of him when he was in Ring of Honor and like when he was doing stuff with Jimmy Jacobs. And 
I don't know. When he said that, at first I didn't think anything of it. I was just kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, like whatever. Like, he makes more money. Like, good, good on him. <laughs> and then after, when I was like reading it over and over again, he went, he kind of did slag me off a little bit, didn't he? It was like, just called me a shit version of Ricochet. I was kind of like, well, that hurt. And then he was just kind of like, well, I make more money than you. I was kind of like, that doesn't make you better. Like, no one's better in wrestling. It's just like, it's wrestling. It's a cooperative sport. Like, so that's why I'm just kind of like, I don't know how to feel bad because at the end of it, if someone apologizes to me, I'd just let it go. I'm just, yeah, whatever. Just next time we're in the same area, like if he comes to Tokyo with WWE and I'm not doing anything, let's go get dinner. Like let's perfect. Like just because like I don't I don't like holding grudges. I don't like because that's just having someone live inside your head rent free. Like do you know what I mean? So I'm just along, but like he apologized. That's what that's what I care about. Did he apologize to you or just the tweet? Like, did he reach out to you? No, no direct message, nothing. And like he has that ability. Like I follow him. He has that ability. He don't follow me. But like, <laughs> like as far as I'm aware, he publicly apologized. Like, do you know what I mean? That's all I care about. Like, well, but I would yeah. have to think that he's a fan of your work. I, I think he is because uh, when the Ricochet match did come out, he did speak highly on it on the Jericho podcast. And I was very thankful for that. And I think I'm sure I've said, like, if I could wrestle anyone in WWE, it would be him. And I think he did say something back, like, a, I don't know, like an Instagram story thing. I, I don't know. Can't remember, to be brutally honest with you. But just, like, the fact that he publicly apologized, that's all I care about. Like, I don't need uh, a DM being like, well, oh, I'm sorry, dude. It was annoying, whatever. It's just like, dude, it's banter. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. At the end of it, I sold a lot of t-shirts and he mentioned me on the backstage thing. So I'm just like, ah, dude, you made me loads of money. Like, cheers. What's interesting though, is if he worked for any other company, people would have just laughed that off as, uh, oh, this is a good Twitter feud between these guys. There wouldn't have needed to be an apology, I don't think. Yeah, but I think the, the problem was, it was just like, I think the problem was the money thing. I think like when you are in WWE, you are bubbled a little yeah. bit. I, I, once again, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be there. I've never been backstage. I've never tried. I've never done anything with them. But like when you're there, I think you are bubble wrapped, and anything that they do is is it's amazing to anyone. When like to me, it's like Sharknado. You, you kind of like watch it for like a disaster. <laughs> like now, nah. to be fair though, I will say this: it warmed my heart so much seeing Drew as the WWE champion. I was just kind of like, yes, you've done something right for once. Like. It's taken a while, but you got there. Like, well, you say that you haven't worked there, but there was the opportunity to be part of the Cruiserweight Classic, and you know that didn't pan out. But were you close to doing that? Yes, I was, but not really. Like nowhere near, to be honest. Just like it was just phone calls. It was just uh, like Regal called me while I was filming a commercial for Virgin Trains or something like that, maybe. And then he was just like, uh, do you fancy doing the Cruiserweight Classic? We have this tournament happening. You've got to be under 205 pounds. And I was just like, I mean, I'm interested. Yeah, but like, I, I am going to New Japan in April. And like, there was nothing signed, like saying that I was like legally New Japan's property at that time. It was just, yeah, I'm just doing this. And they said, would you have a problem if I did New Japan? And then like Regal just, drops the one line where he's like oh let me ask triple h and i'll get right back to you and me being a kid i'm like what the fuck is going on like, <laughs> so then it was just one of those things where regal asked triple h he was like yeah i'm fine with him doing new japan i'm fine with him doing the super juniors and then he can come to the cruiserweight classic and then he's free to do what he wants to do but then as it started getting closer to 
April? Yeah, that's when I debuted, April. There was a call in February. Oh, no, March, in fact. And they said that they wanted me full-time and that I would have to go over there and be a part of the system. And I kind of wasn't ready for that for me. So it was, it was a case of in March of 2016, it was a choice by going, I WWE, New Japan and TNA. And TNA for me just wasn't, it wasn't an option at the time. I just didn't want to go there. Uh, and it was between these two. And I talked to my mom and obviously my mom's like, Oh, well, I know WWE. I don't know what a new Japan is. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm just like, but I know. Like, I know where Finn Balor came from. I know where, like, all these guys have come from. And at one point, they did something in WWE. Uh, not in New Japan. So in my mind, my best bet is to go there, learn the tricks of the trade, mm. and see what happens. And then within my first year, I was like, this is the place for me. Like, everything, mm. like, this is it. And I told Rigo, I was just like, uh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm just, I'm not ready to sign on. And then he was like, well, do you want to just do the Cruiserweight Classic anyway? And I was like, I don't really want to do something unless if I'm 100% committed to it. I'm just not. So I'd rather just go to New Japan. And they were completely understanding. And there has been phone calls since, but just, I'm just not interested. Like, especially what the current product is. I'm just not interested at all. It's just. Until things start to change, I don't think I will ever be interested in going to WWE at all. It would be interesting for you to be part of the Cruiserweight Classic if you weren't going to win the Cruiserweight Classic. And if you weren't going to sign there long term, that would mean you'd have to go in, maybe win a match. Probably then... wouldn't. Probably wouldn't. It would probably be like first round get out. Yeah, I don't know if that even makes sense. Well, it de depends on what you do with it. I mean, it's just like, once again, I don't run the company. It's just like uh, the interview that he had with Austin Aries. They're McDonald's. Like, do you know what I mean? They're, they are the, like, we've made a million of these burgers. We don't need someone to tell us how to change the sauces or anything along those lines. We just need you to do the burgers. Yeah. And I'm not ready for that yet because, like, I'm, I'm ready to experiment with Will Ospreay. Like, the aerial assassin is the bracket that you constantly see with Will Ospreay. But I'm willing to change it. I'm willing to gamble and be like, you know what? I don't want to wear the coat anymore. Like, I'm not going to be the assassin anymore. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And that's the beauty of the position that I am in, is that I can decide what Will Ospreay is, where the moment I go to WWE, it's kind of like a yes, sir, no, sir, free bags full, sir. And when you're there, I think it is uh, like, I think there are a lot of guys signed to WWE who just signed just because it is the WWE. And like, sure. Like, at the end of it, it's their choice. They have a family. They have their certain reasons. But I think it's just like there are guys there like who are coming up in the Indies and they were the hottest thing at the time. Like, And then all of a sudden it was a uh, boom. And it's, what are they doing now? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't follow the product, but I know other people do. And at the end of it, payday's a payday to some people. But I just, I'm 27 in May. I'm more than willing to play around this character until I'm ready to be like, you know what? I'm willing to roll the dice and let WWE take creative control over my character. But money is every money is nothing to me. Like as long as I'm getting by, like as long as I can pay my mortgage and I can feed my family, I'm happy just being me and just just smiling and just showing up to work. What do you guys want to do today? I don't want to be like handed a script, read this line and read it exactly word for word. You can't improvise. You can't do this. I'm just, when you pin someone, if the hard camera's here, you need to do that weird float over thing to stare down the camera. Like I hate that so much. <laughs> it's just like, just pin them. 
you know, not to, you know, bring CM Punk back into this, but I think he raises a good point for himself when he says, the longer I'm away, the higher my stock will rise. And I think for you, the longer you stay away from WWE, the more interest I think there will be, the higher your stock will get. As long as I can, I keep up the, uh, the, the, the row of matches that I can do. Like if I can keep doing the matches that I was doing in 2019 and 2020, which it's a rough start because like I've only had one, no, no, two singles matches right now. You've also already had two five-star matches this year. And you know, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Congratulations. That's amazing. You've had more, you've had more five-star matches this year than TNA's had in their entire existence. Well, I, I'm very thankful for that, but I'm still, I'm enjoying impact now, especially I'm very much enjoying what they're doing. Me too. Yeah. Uh, like it's really nice seeing a load of my friends over there again, just doing what they're doing. It's, it's really good once again, but like, dude, I'm just, as long as I can keep doing really good matches, but I just don't want it to be like, Oh, Will's going to do a good match. I would like to experiment and just be like, you know what? I want to try a new character. I want to try something. Cause I, I really did enjoy my last run in progress where I kind of played the bad guy. And I think a lot of people didn't think I could do it. And I really did like, I never like to boost my own ego, but you got to believe in yourself in some opportunities. Of course. But I really did enjoy that last run. I really enjoyed my last run of just being a bad guy. I was with my best friend, Paul Robinson, and I was just like, this is so fun. And then there's that part of you just going, I do think I could do it in New Japan. But right now, I am loving what I'm doing. Like, there's like the way that I connected with the Japanese people is just, it's so cool. Like, Dude, I love telling this story, and sorry if it drags out. My apologies. Please, no, tell Let's away. See. What else we got to do? One day in Nagoya, I was just having the worst day. I just woke up once, wrong side of the bed. I was just really sad and like, just really depressed that day. And I just was like, oh, I'm just gonna walk around this big city in Nagoya. I'm just gonna have a walk around. And um, I was walking back to the hotel. There just happened to be just a big group of fans wanting pictures and stuff like that. And I was like, uh, yeah, go go on. I'll, like smiling smile and all of a sudden i just felt someone grab my leg and i was like oh and like japanese people are very reserved like they're very like this respects personal space and whatever but this little japanese baby grabbed my leg and hugged me i was like oh what are you doing and then uh, she looks up and goes like that and i was like oh i was like oh can i and she was like yes yes so i picked up this japanese baby and she just gave me the biggest hug in the world and i was like oh my god this is adorable i was just like this is great someone's got the photo somewhere and it's somewhere out there in the world but i can't find it but it was one of those days where i was just like they should not like i don't know if you've ever been to japan no i've never been to japan i would sit on a train a packed train and there'll be an empty seat right next to me and they won't sit there because they're so like reserved hmm. and like the fact that like this child this child has kind of like looked at me and it's been like, oh, it's like one of her own. This is a wrestler that I'm watching on TV. Yeah. And like, that's me. It's, I kind of want to be the adopted son in Japan. I want to be like, they're like, they're kind of like their adopted boy. So well, I've, 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 I've always wanted to go to Japan. So I guess I got to go January 4th for you and uh, CM Punk. Oh, yeah, if it, if it happens. No, no, when it happens, when it happens. Like when it happens. How much Japanese can you speak? Not much, but like I can I can hold like a basic conversation, just like oh no, this is the old deja vu this, like uh or, or Genki Pascal, like just how are you? Are you okay? 
like how's your condition stuff like that just but like if you were asking me to like order from a menu i'm fucked like, <laughs> uh, dank. what what do you do then when you go to a restaurant i just point to the food this, this. oh the pictures on the menu yeah this twice thank you <laughs> <laughs> this twice see how big i am <laughs> well no I'm not. there's still guys a lot bigger than me like I just do good camera angles. Like this makes me look big, but like when I'm just standing next to like Juice Robinson, I'm just like, look at you. You're an actual man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You you posted this thing on Instagram the other day about after your shoulder workout, which I commented on and said, I gotta get your shoulder workout, which you sent to me. Thank you very much. But your shoulder, your delts were popping out. Like, it's impressive. Thank you very much, sir. It really do. It really does mean the world. Just because I. I think it's just funny to this day, like when someone actually starts, like, I think people have just known me for so long as a skinny kid. There's a really like, and this is actually the reason why I started working out. When I w first won the IWGP junior title, worst out of shape IWGP junior champion of all time. <laughs> Honestly, so that's what made me work out. And I think it's like people automatically just go like, he's taking steroids. I'm like, I'm not like, I'm completely clean. Like I'm clean of everything. I don't. I don't really like that stuff. It says I don't. I, I'm scared of needles, so I can't physically like. Uh, I can't do it. So it's just one of those things where I'm like I've gradually just increased and increased, and you can see it from the start of 2018. I just increase and increase and increase. So now, like, I, honestly, it really does mean the world that you think like I have gone bigger because like it's really been one of my missions to be like right. I want to be heavyweight and like i feel like i have done it now well now you're a heavyweight and i can't wait to do this shoulder workout you sent me as soon as we're allowed to go back into gyms it hurts so much that's that's it, it looks like a deadly workout it's like super sets and it's drop sets and it's it hurts so much but like it's only because i'm doing that now but like once gyms reopen i'm going back to uh my trainer yestin reese who's like he's a pro wrestler honestly He's the sole reason I'm in shape now, just because like his diet, his macro counting. I didn't know what a macro was. <laughs> I thought, like honestly, like when I first heard macro, I just thought of mac and cheese for some strange reason. I don't know why. Sounds delicious, like, yeah. Who love macro? Oh, wait, mac macro, not mac and cheese. So it's just one of those things, right? But he told me why can he, why shouldn't he, like, and having to give up stuff. I mean, like to be honest, like I've, I've had some chocolate today. Like, I've had a bit of chocolate. You're drinking a Coke right now. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. yeah but, what do I know about that? But to be honest, I don't know anything about it either. But just like as long as I keep in my macros and I don't go over my fats and I don't go over my carbs, like I just I'm fine. Like I've got I'm just nailing it. I'm fucking so doing walk me through a day then. What's a typical day of what you'd eat? I don't eat until twelve PM. So Okay, I, so I it's like an intermittent fasting thing. Yeah. I uh do you drink something before that? I have like aminos, so, so I just drink like BCAAs like the entire day. So, okay. Uh, like at least try and drink five liters a day. Uh, but it's mainly just like chicken, sweet potato, avocado, uh, fish. Like when I'm in Japan, especially like I just eat sushi like all the time now. But uh, God, what was it? Peanut butter out of the tub. Uh, I have like a P PB2, I think it's called, where it's like that powdered peanut butter. Okay. Really high in fat. But uh, hang on, what was my day like yesterday? So like yesterday I had uh, 365 grams of 
Bryce fillets, which is how I start the day. 200 grams of uh, sweet potato. Uh, then we've done like a true mass protein shake, uh, semi-skim milk. Then I've done some turkey mints, uh, black beans, frozen peppers, more protein, uh, a big pack of rice to go with that. Uh, another protein shake. And then I treat myself with a little crunchy bar. That's a lot of food. It hurt. It really hurt. It's to the point where I like, I bloat myself out so hard now, but <laughs> it hurts so much. When you look ahead, like into your thirties, whose career do you think that you'd like to emulate? I do. I just don't know. Cause I, I kind of take one day at a time. Like I, I don't like looking into it. Well, I'm with New Japan for another four years now. So like, I guess I got to look that far deep, but I don't know. Just like by the time, New Japan contract ends. I'll just be in my 30s. So, so that's in 2025? 20, no. Before that, 23. Like I'm 30 when, I'm 31 when it ends. I, I have no idea what that is. But I mean, what I guess what I'm saying is if you look at that AJ, that triple threat match, that AJ Daniels, Joe match, those guys were, you know, 30 ish, or maybe AJ was like in his late 20s. And look what he's accomplished now. Like look what he's gone on to do. You know, do you look at some of those guys who you looked up to 10 or 15 years ago and go, man, I'd love to have the career that they're having now? AJ definitely, yeah, just because I feel like AJ has... I can't remember a time when AJ wasn't in a promotion and people weren't talking about what he was doing. Yeah. Like, in TNA, he was the... Like, even the shit times in TNA, he was still fucking killing it. Yep. Then he, Ring of Honor had that killer match with Jay Lee for that final battle. Then he like stuff in New Japan that he did like completely change how the Bullet Club is, and then goes to WWE and just knocks it out of the park. So it's just like I would like to be that guy. Like I would love to be like, all right, if one day I don't think it ever will happen, but like if I decide, okay, I'm done with New Japan, where do I go from there? It's just like who out, no matter where I go, I want to be like I want to reinvent myself and I want to be like that guy. I want to elevate something, which is ironic because my theme song is that. Ah, I see what you did there. You tied it all back in together there. Into my theme song, at least. <laughs> it's, it's great. Uh, I, I super appreciate your time. I, I appreciate you making this happen today. This has been such a great conversation. No, thank you. Honestly, I'm really sorry about last like, like, cause the struggling it off at the beginning, just because it was just like, I'm not good with talking to people. I always find a way to put my foot in it. And like, I don't think I've done it today. Maybe it's something. I don't like, think so. No. I don't feel like I have, but I'm so nervous about what other people think of me to the point where I'm just like, oh, I don't want to offend people. Just like, because I just love everyone. I really do. But I just, like, I, there are times I've really put my foot in it and I've gone, oh, God, why did I ask if International Men's Day exists on the International Women's Day? Like, why can't I just type it into Google? Like, just like, <laughs> like, and that was just a genuine question. I was just like, oh, like, is there such thing? Like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, why did I do that? I'm such a fucking dumbass. Like, <laughs> like this, I don't like talking, but recently I just got a little bit more comfortable now. And I'm just like, as long as I don't post about negative things, if I don't like, I shouldn't say what I hate about wrestling. I should always yeah. be like, what is the best thing about wrestling right now? And it's just the fact that like, we're able to touch a load of people's lives. All of my friends are making phenomenal money and there is always room, there's, there's always an alternative. If you don't like what WWE is doing, New Japan are doing great things. You don't want to like what New Japan's doing, All Elite Wrestling are doing amazing things. You don't like what All Elite is doing, uh, Ring of Honor, t like 
there are so many options for what you like in pro wrestling and that's the thing i'm just like no matter what all of my friends are happy healthy earning great money and there's always an opportunity for you to be something else somewhere else yeah and look you're you're great in interviews i think that you need to realize that because it's just you know look we just hung out for the last hour it was great oh i really hope so i'm just yeah i'm just super nervous about talking about things just because i i just don't it's just little things i say when like seth rollins is brought up and he's just like oh like why does he hate you and i was like i don't know like maybe because of the, and i was like maybe because of this and it's just like i don't mean it i'm just batteries it's like please stop taking words and twisting them but they're not actual words i'm just speaking out of my head i'm just i can't i'm sorry <laughs> like, but well what do you say uh, what do you say when this is all over we do this again in person yeah in person would actually be really nice because that's the thing like, i actually generally listen to all of your podcasts when i'm working out no like, way yeah i was listening to i've actually left you a five-star review once what i can't remember where but if you i'll have to i'll have to read it on this episode of the show if you look in your apple podcast it is there somewhere but i listen to your like podcast you jericho and someone else while i'm working out at the gym because after a while music can only do so much i'm I with you conversation so it's just like i like listening to other people's stories the austin aries one was very interesting like yeah. the jimmy one was really nice what he said there's kips one as well just like i sit there and i'm just like wow all these guys are my friends like i've like done so much with these guys so that's when after a while once i get more comfortable and i all i did ask i was like is he a cool dude he was like he's the coolest oh wow so, so another compliment back to you so well, it means so much to me that number one that you agreed to do this but number two that you're even aware of any of the podcasts that i've had or any of the shows i've had on youtube so man thank you thank you sir and uh well we'll do this how about january 4th in uh, japan do you want to do it i dare you to come over january 4th do it done go on then all right that. i'll see you there we'll go get a korean barbecue i hope you have a couch i can sleep on i do actually i should now have like two spare beds so you're more than welcome oh, there we go then part two of this interview is happening it's the first interview of 2021 please do Oh, man, how good was that? A huge thanks to Will for that great conversation. Please take a screenshot, tag me, tag Will Ospreay. Let us know what stands out for you the most. And please share this with your friends or anyone else who you think might enjoy this. I think this might have been one of my favorite interviews that I've ever done. Man. And you heard it here. It sounds like I'll be in Tokyo on January 4th for Wrestle Kingdom and for an in-person version of this interview with Will. So if I'm going to be there, who else from New Japan should I do an interview with? Let me know. And can you believe Will is so good and he's only 26 years old? <laughs> can you imagine how good he's going to be when he's in his 30s? Man, the future is so bright for him and it's all in his control. He wants that match with CM Punk to happen. I think I speak for fans all over the world when I say that we want that match to happen. So it's just up to CM Punk now. That'd be so good. Also, how cute is that story about Will and B getting the nails done? And I know you can't see it because this is just the audio, but his nails look good. They're very, you know, Jimmy Havoc-esque. Once again, such a pleasure to have this chat with Will. And I know that a lot of people are worried right now because of the pandemic and there's so much uncertainty right now in the world, but we're going to get through this and things are going to get better on the other side of this. 
And I saw this quote. I don't know who it's from. It's like an unknown quote. But when you're ready to make this happen at the end, this quote's going to be really applicable at the end of everything that's going on right now. If you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice. Man. Enjoy your week. Be well. Be safe. We'll see you soon.